eye to eye sports. This is Dorm Room Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Eye to eye sports giving you another Dorm Room Sports Talk. We're missing Tristan, we're missing Heilman, but the show goes on, right? Of course. We're going to be talking a couple topics today. First, we're going to get right into the NBA. The All-Star Draft, it was crazy, had Twitter hyped. We're going to talk about it. Also, we're going to get into the question, Pro Bowls this week, but it's not being talked about. NBA All-Star Game, that's being talked about. Why is that? Well, we're going to go over it. And also, guys, the Cavs, they have been horrific. What's going on? I feel like we need to talk about that. Then we're going to move in to the MLB. We got Galen back. We're going to go over the biggest offseason move so far. Uh, Hasn't been much, but... Galen's going to discuss that. And then we're going to move to the NHL, something new. Um, So we're going to go into that. We're going to go to the Golden Knights. Are they the best expansion team ever? We'll see. And we're also going to go over the Australian Open. And finally, the XFL. So let's get right into it. Let's start. Guys, the All-Star Draft, it was crazy. Give me me your takes. You know, I think I'm in the minority here. I I really don't think it was that crazy. I think it would have been crazier had it been televised. I mean... We're talking about an exhibition game in which it basically turns into a dunk contest after three minutes. I really don't understand the hype to it. I probably will not watch it, and I imagine I'm not the only one. I mean, the gameplay isn't ever great, but I think that was what the draft is for, because now there's something else to talk about. I mean, I've been talking about with people, if these guys were on an actual team, if this was a real competitive game, who would be winning? And you can have those conversations now instead of just assuming that no one's going to give a shit. This was a publicity stunt to make the NBA All-Star Game more people to watch and more people to pay attention. But really, in the grand scheme of things, who cares? I mean, it's a it's an exhibition oh, game. It's a scoring showdown, no defense. It's an exhibition game. Who cares? I care. It's fun. <laughs> I care. It's fun. I get to see I thought- Russ and KD. I get to see LeBron and Kyrie on the same team. This is fun. It's good TV. It's must-watch TV. I think it is must-watch TV. And the fact that I came in thinking everybody would be hyped, and now I'm in the minority? Come on! I think you're using the term must-watch very liberally here. I mean, (laughs) all-star games in general aren't really, like, great exhibitions of sport. I mean, no one's going to be giving 100%. And additionally, I think that the only potential this draft had to succeed would be had it been televised. Okay, Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. We get that. I mean, I don't see why you're so excited over it. You, like, you don't know the order. You don't know the dynamic or anything. Well, I know that KD was picked first. How do you know that? But it would because be better they, to know. Like, said it would be. I don't believe it was confirmed. Oh, that was confirmed by whom? By LeBron. It would oh. be better to know. I must have missed that. It would be better to know. Like, let's say, was Russell Westbrook picked last? Right. Yeah. Like Al Horford was picked last. Al, Al I, Hor- I agree. Al Horford was 100% no agree. doubt the least Who fun player that in this entire game. Is no, Al I agree. I Look, agree. the All Star Game. It's fun. Draft is fun. But in the grand scheme of things, it means nothing. You know, I I think um, I have some I, insight. I totally disagree with that. I think it's Wait, great. You think it means something? That KD well, Russ lob that meant something. Yeah, I, I, I think wore it my means heart. Something. I don't. It might not mean something to the fans, but it definitely means something to the players. I disagree oh. more. I, than yeah, yeah. Possible. It means have you like, seen Twitter this week. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. means much more to the fans than the players. Okay, okay, stop. You don't think that Drummond is out there pissed that his fifteen and fifteen didn't get him an All Star? Drummond game? is pissed and he should be pissed along with Lou Williams. I think he's but, more pissed he's yeah. not getting a pay raise because of it. Yeah, and he's. Upset that he's not getting the award of being an all-star. He's not upset that he wasn't drafted by somebody. All right. Let's say, for instance, 
because um, I think Kyle Lowry is probably the second to last pick. Let's say that that he f- somehow found out that he was the second la- to last pick. I think he'd go off in the All Star game, and I think it'd be sick. I think Kyrie's pissed at LeBron. I think Kyrie's gonna go ham. I think Russ is gonna be like an absolute monster with Katie on this. I think it's gonna be. How can you not oh, want to yeah. watch that? I mean, I agree completely. Players are going to go 100% on their off days. I think they oh, are. Yeah. An, exhi- an exhibition oh. game, that means nothing. Players are going to risk injury, play the entire game, send them out there for 48 minutes. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but I, th- I think they're going to come in with an attitude like I have something to prove. With, with exception to the Pro Bowl, I think that the NBA All-Star Game is the least entertaining of all right, well, sports. Let's, how about they're, they're all junk? I mean, well, who cares? They're all bad. Mm, uh, uh, we differ on that. I'm, I'm a big but, baseball all-star game guy, but I the rest of them. Hockey hockey stuff. last year. Hockey's Ho- fun, three on three. If you want, to, uh, one of the topics is why is no one talking about the Pro Bowl? Yeah, no one so has said anything about the NHL all-star game. The NHL all-star game, I think, is the best idea. You have four different teams, all with all-stars, and they go head-to-head, and then um, there's like a championship game. I was so intrigued by that last year, and it was so much fun to watch. I, I really don't that. see why that doesn't so also, pick up. Isn't, isn't that three-on-three? Three? Yeah, I, that, it that's it. It's three-on-three. Three. It's the format of an NHL overtime. Mm-hmm. You get these world all-star, all-world players playing with so much open space. It's a fu- it's fun, and the John Scott story a couple years ago helped it out. That was but great. The NHL All-Star game is better than it used to be, and it's definitely better than the Pro Bowl. With, well, without a doubt. I think that the NBA is taking, having a hostile takeover of the NFL right now. Right in the midst of their Pro Bowl week, they threw in this all-star draft, and it's blowing oh, yeah. up the NFL. There's oh, yeah. no press for the Pro Bowl. I agree. Bowl. I agree. Their skills challenge was like yesterday, wasn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and the, the, Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl, too. The, yeah, they, so they're doing that skills thing. They're, I know they're doing like a dodgeball thing. I, already happened. I, I believe I, like, when they that, that's when, that's junk. When they announced that, I was so on board. Like just watching quarterbacks talk dodgeballs, that was gonna be so much fun. Yeah, but except like, then, it, then it turned it. into Chris Ball, Boswell, right. and right, Graham right, right. Gano, exactly. two kickers chucking dodgeballs at each other. Of course, yeah, yeah. Kickers are people too. And I, to I be think... and to be fair, no one knows what it catches, so it's anyone's guess uh, in dodgeball. <laughs> it's, it's anyone's guess. I, I think I think we're forgetting that the Pro Bowl was never a big deal. It's not like they've lost any press. It's just stayed zero press. Um, but to answer the question that was originally posed, why does everyone prefer the NBA All-Star Game over the Pro Bowl? Because no one cares about the NBA All-Star Game player-wise. They don't give 100%. But even fewer people care about the NFL Pro Bowl because there's much more potential to get hurt and, as a result, lose a year of playing time or however much money they might lose based on missed games. I just think it's boring because, I mean, the object of the game is to tackle someone and yeah. they, they barely even tackle yeah. each other. I mean, it's, like, it's, it's, it's touch bizarre. football. Playing, it's touch football. Playing defense in the NBA is staying in front of someone. Playing defense in the NFL is ripping through guys and hitting people. And they they do like the hug tackles. It's like if you if they stop moving, then the play is over. I do want to add NFL is king. The NFL Pro Bowl gets about the same ratings as an NBA All-Star game. I think that we're going to see that, make that change. King? Because this, we're all talking about how bad the Pro Bowl is, except yet the same I number mean, of people watch as watch an All Star game. The the, NF, what the, internet the NFL says. is far more wow. popular than mm-hmm. the NBA, though. Yeah, that's the true. NFL is immensely that's popular. True. I, that's why I think the NBA is having a hostile takeover. They're coming up with all these ideas. They're changing things. They're getting their name in the news, and the NFL is just sitting there hoping the viewers keep coming in. All right. Well, good stuff. So now we got to do it. We got to trash the Cavs. <laughs> we got to trash the Cavs. Who wants to go first? I think they've lost six out of their last seven, is it? 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, not a good look. Well, I think it's like I think it's like eleven in the last fifteen or fifteen or th- yeah. I thought it was like thirteen. Talk about a nosedive. Yeah, yeah. not good. Uh, Tyron Lewis changing the starting lineup. He switched out Tristan Thompson with Jay Crowder. I, like, I, I don't think that's has Tyron Lewis ever thought about changing out the head coach. Nah, <laughs> I, I don't even know if that's the issue. I think the Cavs. I'll, hold on, let me let me get into the issue. I'll tell you the issue. I'll tell you the issue is defense, but. Thanks for interrupting. (laughs) Let me get into the issue. The issue is defense, and more importantly, J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. Let me me read you some stats from J.R. Smith, okay? J.R. Smith this year is shooting 36% from the field. Now, Tyler... It's not great. I know you're a terrible shooter. Hey, chill, chill. I think you make 36% of your shot. And how about this one, right? So he averages... he, He plays 30 minutes a game, averages 7 points a game so per 48 minutes jr smith would average 11.9 points a game putting him at 264th out of a qualified 282 players and he doesn't play defense and he doesn't yeah the one thing they they liked about him last year is oh he's a great perimeter defense defender he's not doing that this year and he can't score for his life here's what makes no sense if you're the Cavs. LeBron James is having one of the best statistical seasons of his career. Not defense-wise. Far and away, the best player in the league this year may be James Harden, but he doesn't do what LeBron does. And the Cavs are just so bad. Yeah, they, they are. Le- LeBron, bad. They, you look at them, they are awful. Yeah. You watch them play, there's no team togetherness. Tyron Lue is in over his head. They need a new coach, but you can't just abandon your coach at the All-Star break. You know, LeBron has the, or as of a few days ago, excuse me, he has the lowest defensive rating out of anyone who averages 30 30 minutes per game or more. To be fair, he's carrying the team on his back offensively. Offensively, but I mean, if you give up as many points on defense, it's it's not really as valuable. Can I ask? Also, you have IT who's just trash at defense. What is George Hill gonna do? Who are they gonna give up and then know. put George Hill into this line? It doesn't make any sense. I'm, they already have three point guards. I, I'm actually sick and tired of Cavs players and fans like we need this guy, we need this guy, we need this guy. You have LeBron James, Isaiah Thomas, Kevin Love. You've wait, got a wait. deep bench. Derek Rose. Jeff, Jeff Green is a pretty good player. Yeah. Stop complaining about. We need more players. Just do your job. To borrow a line from Bill Belichick, just get it done. You're immensely talented. Figure it out. Stop complaining and go to work. They're, they're, you said the defense. Uh, 109.9 defense rating. That's the worst in the NBA. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous. I don't even care if you have I, Isaiah Thomas. We definitely were not dead last in the defense rating last year with Isaiah Thomas. Tristan Thompson has a worse defensive rating this year than Isaiah Thomas had last year. Yeah, that's... Unacceptable well, if you if you. But they're bringing to be him the into top. the starting lineup. Oh, yeah, because that's going to solve everything. <laughs> oh, that closed door meeting, or was it even closed door? I don't know. Where they just Everyone called out Kevin it. Love. That yeah. was just that. That's going to solve everything. The closed door meeting with every single player tweeting about it is really effective. I've I've always <laughs> thought that Kevin Love contributed less than everyone thought that he did, and now that they're doing badly, they're looking at him. But he's not the problem. They no. won a championship with him putting no. in the same amount yeah. of effort and contribution. I think that this roster is 10 men deep. They have 10 guys that could start on one of the teams in the NBA. That's my, Absolutely. Opinion. That's my opinion. You have Corver yeah, on the bench? Yeah. I think he's the 10th man. Kyle Corver, who is, I think, fourth in all-time threes. Yeah. He's still got it. This, they need to figure it out. This team, right, reminds me of the Thunder team last year where, like, the only player that could actually do anything it was, was Russ. But 
for, and I think that team was like leagues worse, like not even close. The difference is that this Cavs team has a couple Hall of Famers, not including their main player, yeah. and they're still playing poorly. Yeah, yeah, but Hall of Famers out of their prime. Dwayne Wade is. Not Dwayne playing Wade like a plays Hall of Famer. like 18 minutes and he gets like 15 points. He no, should be starting. Yeah, Dwayne Wade's not the problem. He, I don't think he should be starting based on how he did in the starting lineup in the beginning of the year. I mean, I think he was doing fine. It's better than JR. Yeah, true. You want me to read you what that JR stat again? That he's I think, 265th I think I out of 280 qualifying players. Anyway, we'll move on. MLB, Galen, let's get right to the question. Alrighty. Biggest offseason move so far, or maybe there hasn't been much like. We said earlier, what, what do you think? Well, I agree. Um, there hasn't really been much going on during the MLB offseason. I mean, I know we talked about before in a previous show about the Giancarlo Stanton acquisition. I'd say um, at the moment that's probably the biggest offseason deal um, so far. But right now I feel like um, Scott Boris, who represents uh, most of the top free agents on this market right now, has definitely had – an influence mm-hmm. on the pace of the market. And um, all the teams have been um, standing firm. They're not um, willing to uh, pony up on the uh, offers that have been given to um, the – or that the um, the players want. I think um, I think if we're talking biggest acquisition, acquisition, excuse me, there's no doubt it's John Carlos Stanton, right? It's an ML, NL MVP going to one of the best power-hitting teams – in the league already and making them even better. Um, if we're just ruling that out because it's too obvious, I think the Giants are looking good. I don't know. I, I know Longoria and McCutcheon are not, you know, and Jackson are not really what they used to be, but they're certainly not scrubs yet. And I think that last year was a fluke because they were missing a few people, injuries, some people just quite out uh, underperforming. The year before, they were the best team in baseball for a while and they almost. Uh, took the world champion Cubs to five games. Mm. I think that we should keep our eyes on them. I think that they're almost certainly going to bounce back. I'll get to why the Giants are awful in a minute. But (laughs) I just want to name these guys that are still available. You Darvish, front of the line starting pitcher. J.D. Martinez, Jake Arrieta, former Cy Young winner. Hosmer, Wade Davis, Mike Moustakis. Davis got signed. It's a good call. Embarrassing time. Good call from (laughs) Gabe. That's why he's the baseball expert. I mean, but... um. Yeah, I mean, there's teams are not willing to pay big money to guys who are aging, and a lot of the free agents are aging at this point. Now on to the Giants. They have no pitching whatsoever. They have Bumgarner back. Oh, yeah, he can start five days out of five. They also have Cueto, Samarja. San Francisco is going nowhere. Longoria and McCutcheon are all aging stars. San Francisco is going to struggle again this year. I don't know if I agree. Can I ask you, why do you think that those five top free agents haven't signed yet? Because I have no idea. Galen, Galen, what's going on? We're, we're pretty deep into the... the uh... yeah, I was thinking, like, um, speaking of age and contracts, I think as we've seen um, throughout, uh, I guess, the past couple of years or so, when a lot of these free agents that are um, that just turned 30 or a little over 30 like get these uh, massive contracts, they don't seem to um, perform to those up to those uh, high expectations. So that's why I feel like now that... Um, I know that Scott Boris is a, a uh, an agent that a lot of the players respect because he um, takes care of them, if you will, by uh, mm-hmm. making sure they get um, what they feel like they deserve. And um, good for him. I don't, I have nothing against him. But now that um, over time that 
you see these free agents after get or these guys after signing these big contracts, they don't seem to um, perform up to expectations like the uh, whole nine yards, if you will. And um, so, yeah, that's why I feel like that's definitely been playing a major factor and yeah. how's it been going so far. Well, I think I think I'm I'm of the belief here. Signing people to a long-term contract should not be avoided. Okay, I'm a Mets fan. They refuse to do that, and it's just infuriating because we'll never win anything. Oh yeah, I, agree. I think if a person plays out for the first three years and then is a bum for the rest for four years, but you have a world championship, they absolutely panned out. Mm-hmm. I think that teams are reluctant to go. Uh, you know, the Red Sox are big. They didn't want to go after Lester when in his contract year because I think he was 31 at that point, and they weren't sure if he was going to be good. Who cares? You don't have a salary cap in baseball. I know you don't want to spend tons of money, but you got to do what it takes to win. And if these front-of-the-line starters, these top free agents are requiring money or if they want an extra year, what, what's it going to do to the you? The issue is, is if you look at players who are at about 30, you think of even Albert Pujols hasn't performed the way he did in St. Louis. You well, look at... You look at even David Price, C.J. Wilson. There are a lot of players that as they get towards 30, they tail off at the end of their contracts. Jacoby Ellsbury has been a disaster in New York. He's their, fourth oh, or, he's their fourth or fifth outfielder. <laughs> Teams do not want to pay a lot of money and give long-term deals to players that are on the wrong side of 30. We all got one. I mean, the Grizzlies have Chandler Parsons. That, not the sport we're discussing. <laughs> I'm just saying, we all have that guy that we Go hate. for it, Galen. Yeah, and speaking of price, I feel like um kind of remains to be seen. I know that the the first year, um, I mean, it was kind of a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. He um was productive for the most part, but um, definitely settling in played a uh, a part, and um, he didn't really like how he was treated. And speaking of Lester, um, what was unique about him is that he really knew um how to survive the Boston media, if you will, and um, you can see it. And uh, Chris Haley has a similar mentality to John Wester. But with David Price, I think um, now that he's, um, I feel like he's officially settled in um, with his uh, teammates. And maybe, um, yeah, he got off on the wrong foot with the media. But I think Nat is behind him and he'll be looking forward to um, this season. You know, before we move on here, I want to take a second. The Brewers yesterday or today acquired Christian Yelich. I called mm-hmm. that, that they'd trade him. No big deal. They got Kane as well. Also, Kane, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lorenzo Kane. Also, uh, McCutcheon hit 280 last year, Tyler, and Longoria won a gold glove. So certainly not washed up by any. What was the what was McCutcheon's slugging percentage? Let's let's take a. It's not great. No, okay, no. it's not it's not that good. It was 486. I bet it will change once he uh, gets over to McCovey Cove. Maybe a change of scenery could play a part and no. his bounce back. No, Let's I agree. He's just... I just Sandoval yeah. is back in San Francisco. <laughs> I just... When you say the words Longoria and McCutcheon, these are not the MVP caliber players that you they once were. you got a beach ball at third base. That's true. A beach ball would hit better, but... Wear <laughs> <laughs> belts better. All right. Uh, guys, good stuff on baseball. Now we're going to move Johnny. into something that we haven't <laughs> talked about yet. NHL. NHL. So... Vegas got a team. Vegas, baby. The Golden Knights. They're looking really, really good. Best in the West. Guys. Best in the league. Best in the league. You know, I there's a piece um, by 538. I don't have it handy. Explaining <laughs> why they're the best expansion team ever that, in any that's sport. That's the question. No doubt. I, I don't down. have the an- analytical uh, prowess to compare them myself on the fly. But I can tell you through 48 games... 
The Vegas Golden Knights won 32 of them. The next highest by an expansion team through 84 games, almost twice as much, was 33. So they just in what we, sport? In hockey, that was the Mighty Ducks and the uh, Panthers, the Duck. both in 93-94 at 33. So they need to win two more over the course of what was that? Like 30 have to, games, basically yeah, half the season. Half, so I mean, play. it's they're in good spot. They might um, even get a championship, Tim. They. They might. I, I don't know. I really can't explain it. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. This team has used five goalies. They had no more goalies left in the organization. They've got afterthoughts on other teams stepping up. James Neal, always been a great player, but he's never been an MVP player. William Carlson's got 27 goals. It's not even the All-Star break yet. It doesn't make any sense. Marc-Andre Fleury was a backup goalie in Pittsburgh the last two years. He's been one of the best goalies in the league. Vegas is dominant, dominant on home ice. They're like 18-2. and two. It makes no sense. Somehow Vegas keeps winning. Will it last? I got to say yes. And, you know, I, I think that the NHL, and we could just, based on what we've talked about on this podcast so far, the NHL is far and away the least popular of the four major sports. Right. I think that, they but the league this. with the most parity, and that matters. League with for the something. most parity. I think that this Golden Knights team is very exciting. I before this year, I don't think I've watched an NHL game in like years. I watched, a f- I've watched more than a few of these Golden Knights games. It's good for the sport. It's very interesting and it's very fun to watch. And that's what matters about the NHL. The NHL is different, as in it's not massive nationally, but in cities, especially Boston, it's huge in certain places. In Vegas, you've got a team that is was expected to do nothing, except because of the parity, because of the fact that they can be one of the best teams in the league. Fans are showing up. Vegas is crazy for hockey. I was, <coughs> was going to say, that's one of the most impressive things is that their attendance, they're in like the top five for attendance. I think that's, that's good for hockey. Mm-hmm. That's good for guys like us that are just trying to talk this stuff. I mean, and it's good for the NHL. I, I just think... Imagine something in the NFL where an expansion team is going head-to-head with the Patriots. It's yeah. impossible. It wouldn't make any sense. But the NHL has got by far the most parity. The Predators were the eighth seed. They went to the final last year. This team is full of a bunch of bums. I shouldn't say bums because they're playing ridiculously, but full of no, a bunch. No names. Yeah, a bunch of, not even no names, but a bunch of second-tier NHL players mm, yes. who are now somehow the best team in the league. Well, I like it. I think it's good stuff. So, Ty, we, uh, we're in the middle of the Australian Open. Just want to give us a little analysis on that. Your boy Roger Federer is one of the greatest athletes of all time. 36 years old. He'll play in the final this weekend in Australia. He's got Marin Cilic, who is the 2014 U.S. Open champion. But what Roger Federer is doing at age 36 is comparable to what Tom Brady's doing at 40. He's going to be the oldest major champion because he's going to beat Chilich. He beat him in the Wimbledon final last year. On the women's side, it's Simona Halep, Caroline Wozniacki, two really good players, both been to major Wozniacki. finals, looking for their first title. You so the Australian it. Open, on it, it's on at odd times, but a lot of good action, two really good finals, someone going for their first, and Roger Federer going for his 20th major championship. Good luck to Caroline Wojer, Wojerowski. Wozniacki. <laughs> Adrian Wojernowski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and finally, we got one more topic, boys, on the board. The XFL. What the hell is this story? 2020, the XFL, the failed league that came out in 2001. They're back. 
They're going to fail again. <laughs> Can I just say, I love it. I, I'm so excited to watch the XFL. I like big hits. <laughs> what? I like big hits, and I cannot lie. Everyone is upset in the NFL right now. I like now. big hits and cannot lie. Thank I see you. what you did there. Uh, everyone's getting upset over the politics, everything going on, the kneeling, all the stuff. I don't care about any of that. I want less penalties. I want big hits. I want just fun football. Someone's going to die the, on the field. I think the fact that you are so excited is proof that you were born uh, in 1999 or 1998. The league was started in 2001. It was not good football. This was not anywhere but close no, whoa, 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 to the NCAA. Whoa, 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 whoa. The, the quality... the 30 for 30. It wasn't good football, but the NFL it right It wasn't now, terrible football. The quality was... It was terrible football. The quality was, was so the, far and away worse than the yeah, NFL. Yeah, but they throw like laterals a lot. It was kind of cool. Okay, it was kind of cool, but that, that right. dies after it's one week. It's interesting football. You've got a game of backyard football with a bunch of bums. Johnny Manziel, I don't care how much you love the guy, the guy is a bad football player. He can't. I do not want to see him play in the XFL. And big hits, guys are going to get their brains, their brains blown Vince up. Vince McMahon said that is, they're going to be Tommy more. Is Tommy Maddox a bum? Because Tommy Maddox is an XFL champion and a Super Bowl champion. Who is Tommy Maddox? <laughs> <laughs> he won a championship with the Steelers. He came from the XFL. As what, a third-string punter? He was their quarterback. He was not He was not their championship-winning quarterback. He was sure. not their starter. Uh, that would have been Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not sure there's going to be as many big what hits. What year did he win a Super Bowl? XL, that was Ben Roethlisberger. Well, that was a good try, guy. Dylan, though. You got uh, a ring. <laughs> NFL Comeback Player of the Year, 2002. NFL... Oh, XFL MVP. NFL. Come well, back over the year. XFL. Who cares? And, XFL and what ring. cities is this going to be in to be successful? Uh, Major cities already have their own NFL teams. Put a Bring team to Connecticut. But how about Providence? Oh, my God. Bring to Providence. <laughs> we'll take them. I'd, ra- I'd rather watch the Arena League. Look, no That's team in this league can be a bigger joke than this team right here, okay? I can <laughs> finally watch a different version of football where I can start over, I can pick the best team. I mean, you excited. understand we would be watching players worse than players on the Cleveland Browns. Not all of us get to watch our favorite team win a Super Bowl every year. I get well, to start out fresh with a new team. Hold on. If uh, this, this is not even going to pay as much as the Canadian Football League. These are going to be a bunch of bums. Well... I w- if there is less penalties, if a catch is a catch, then I'm going to be excited to watch football. This is going to be a 35-year-old fat, overweight father <laughs> trying to play football. You know, you know. I saw this online, and I think that this is going to be the secret. They're going to need to do what LeVar Ball is trying to do with the basketball equivalent, which is you don't go after the people who failed in the NFL. You don't go after the people who are 30 or you know, you mid-20s. You, you compete with people who don't want to go to college. You say, we'll pay you. Right. You come here. This is going to be an alternative to college. The NFL scouts watch. If it lasts long enough that a few people can get drafted out of there, that would be unreal for the league. But by the way, there's going to be less penalties. You're going to put your life on the line, so you really can't I don't play know. the Vince, NFL. Vince McMahon said that uh, they're going to be much more concerned with player safety. Mm-hmm. No more of this. I have a pulse, so I'm going to play. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I like the way Tim looked at it. We're we're not, you know, we're not saying this is going to take over the NFL, but this can do good. If a college guy or a guy out of high school comes up and says, "Well, I just want to get paid," and you know that's Probably the mentality of a good amount of, of kids out of high school. If I'm good enough for football and I can get paid, why not get paid? Right. So I think that is something that we have to look at because if they can take guys like this, and, and this could be kind of like an NFL prep league, um, that could lead. If there's a serious idea for an NFL prep league, 
that's worth discussing. But the XFL is not that type of league. This is like get CTE before you even yeah. start playing in the NFL. They, but the, the NFL tried an experimental football league for second-tier players, and about three people showed up. I mean, it was a disaster, and no one wants to see a bunch of backup college quarterbacks playing on small fields in the middle of nowhere. But the, the XFL actually did get good rating. Or for one week. They also ran out of money very quickly, which is what's going to happen to them again, because the NFL is not going to let them sign on with a major network. Fair enough. By the way, Tommy Maddox, 2002, starting quarterback, 10-5-1. 10-5-1. It's better than the Dolphins You know, this Jay year. Cutler went 6-10. Right, Jay well, Cutler Kurt, beat Tom Brady. Kurt Warner was a Hall of Famer who was in the Arena League. We're not saying they're not good players in this league, but the league is not going to survive. I just need a break from the NFL. There, there's, there's been too much... Talking and talking and not enough football. I'm excited for football. Well, actually, in your case, that would be too much losing. Mm. Same difference. I think, uh, and while we're on the subject, uh, there's a rule that, like, if you have a criminal record... Yeah, so you can't play. That's going to drop the talent pool significantly, okay? The amount of, like... I don't want to, you know, stereotype anyone, but the amount of people in the NFL already, with criminal records... I think we're already at that point, so. <laughs> Fascinatingly high. Shut his mic off. I mean, it's... That's going to dilute the talent pool itself. I'll play. I'll play. All right, there we go. I'll take CTE for a year. All right, guys. Well, uh, another DRST on the board. Obviously, we were down Tristan. We were down Heilman. But... Not really missing much without Heilman. That's I'll true. I'll say that. Uh, just a shout-out. First on-camera podcast. Thanks to our, uh, our tech guy, Clay, over there. Clay, welcome to the team. Clayton. Clay. All right, fellas, Storm Room Sports Talk, we outie. Adios.